0: To stay there for a little bit today. So Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says this, and this is this is Luke, who was the writer of the gospel of Luke, writing to a man named Theophilus. Some people think it's a man, some people think it's a generic term, but Theophilus literally means God lover or lover of God. And he says this: He says, In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do. Until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions from the Holy Spirit. Verse 3. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time. And he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. What I want us first to take from this this morning... And this is a part one, and there's going to be a part two. I couldn't get it all in today. Unless you want to stay a lot longer. So, Work it out for me. But today, the movement is fueled by Christ's presence. The movement is fueled by Christ's presence. See, here we have the appearances of Jesus. This was proved to the disciples that Jesus was, in fact, alive, like he claimed that he was going to be. That death could not hold him down. And that just reminds me, every time I say that phrase, death could not hold him down, of an old, kind of a, kind of a southern gospel kind of song they used, to, they used to sing growing up. But the song is, there ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. When I hear that trumpet sound, I'm gonna rise up out of the ground, because there ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. Christ returns and that trumpet sound in his people. Physically, spiritually, I don't know. But what a sight. What a sight that But Jesus showed his disciples that the grave wasn't going to fall down. What they thought was over, they thought the movement was over. They thought it was dead and done in the, in the it was not done. In fact, what Jesus is telling them in his resurrection and in his appearances to them is that it is not done. It is just beginning. The movement was fueled by the presence of Christ after the resurrection. They had seen Jesus. They had eaten with Jesus. They had touched Jesus. And there was no denying that he was alive. See, the presence of Christ in challenging times is what keeps the movement going many of you are thankful for the presence of Christ in challenging times. I don't know where I mean. Right? The presence of Christ in challenging times is what keeps us moving. It's what keeps the church moving. The presence of Christ keeps us moving. because we couldn't continue, I, I, I look at Circumstances in life, so many times, I say, I don't know how they do it. I don't know. I can't. Maybe they don't. It just looks better than it is. I don't know how they can. In 1522, William Tyndale, many of you might recognize Tyndale from publishers, but in 1522, William Tyndale determined that he was going to translate the His heart, his mind, his vision was to take the Latin scriptures, translate them into a language that everybody can understand, that they could go through the scriptures themselves and learn. That. He found no support in England for this, of course. So he ends up taking a trip to Germany. And in 1526, what he did is he began to smuggle copies of his English version Bible into the homeland, which made him a criminal. It made him a So government and church officials began to plot to arrest him and try him for heresy. And after ten years of searching, an acquaintance betrayed him. They condemned him as a heretic and he turned him over to the authorities. The authorities bound him to a beam, strangled him with a rope, burned his body, and then scattered his remains. His translation hold out once was a movement, not a building. A movement, not a building. And he had a simple message of the gospel, rather than traditions littered to empire. He said this. He said the church is the one institution that exists for those outside. Of it. The church is the one institution. Here in this moment, as we begin to bring the focus back to not a building, but a movement, the church became a movement again. The Reformation breathed new life into something that had become just an institution. And there will always be leaders who view the church as a movement with a divinely inspired mission and mandate, divine calling. The presence of Christ brings peace in the middle of a storm brings calm, and brings a peace that passes all understanding. Because even in the darkest moments of life, even when your life may be taken from you, like when you even facing death, the presence of Christ continues to fuel the movement. And the loss of a man like William 10, until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit.
1: So when the apostles
0: were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has authority to set those dates and times. They are not for you to know. Remember how we talked Back on track, but they wanted to know, oh, no end times, Jesus. Can you give us the Left Behind series so we know what's going to happen at the end there? And Jesus said, No, nope. it's not for you to know. But here is what I want you to you But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That's what I want you to know. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You want to know about the end times? You want to know about some quirky stuff over here? I'm going to nudge you right back Then I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit and he's going to make you a witness. That's your focus. That's the thing you need to be focused on, not the end times. So we see here that the movement, first of all, is fueled by the presence of Is also fueled by the power and work of the Holy Spirit. The movement is not a movement. This movement that we're part of is not a movement of just trying harder. It's not a movement of just simply gritting our teeth and bearing it and trying to press through it. This movement is not just a movement of emotionalism. This is a movement filled with the power of the Holy Spirit working through. In 1906, a group of believers began to meet in what one Los Angeles newspaper called a tumble-down shack. In fact, this particular shack had been used as a stable just before they had begun using it for their services. And due to the unusual nature of their worship and the speaking in tongues, the meeting soon began to draw attention from the press, and hundreds of people would come and flock to this place to seek out the power of the word. who said that the presence of God was so powerful in these services as people came and gathered together, men and women and all, all races in 1906 even to worship the Lord and to spend time in prayer. There was no doctrine. There was no hope. If the the year, was an African American man named William C he said that Brother Seymour generally sat behind two empty shoeboxes, one on top of the other. He usually kept his head inside the top one during the meeting in prayer. There was no pride in there. In that old building with its low rafters and bare doors, and bare floors, God took strong men and women to pieces and put them together again. I read that again. God took strong Spirit fell on the people, and God's presence was with them, and with the power of the Holy Spirit, he an empowerment, of the mission. See, many of the Pentecostal denominations here in America, including the Assembly of God, the Church of God, of your churches, many of the movements that have any kind of Pentecostal meaning, trace their roots back to this moment. here to see the presence of Christ. And even if we don't play everything perfectly on the scene, we might get some songs We need the power of the Holy Spirit at work in His church. Now, as we look at the world more than ever before, we need to be seeking the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us because we're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. And because we are fueled by the presence of Christ and we're fueled by the Holy Spirit, this movement. presence of Christ and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit is a supernatural ability to bring glory to Christ. I'm going to bring it back to that. Brother Stephen, he was facing the cross because he didn't want to receive deceive him. Because this wasn't about William Stephen, this wasn't about any. empower them speaking part two. We'll talk about what it means to be empowered to witness and what we need to do about it. Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts this morning to hear what you speak to us. Lord, I know that you're speaking to your people. I know that you're speaking to your church. I know this is a word that you gave this series as you've been working. Challenge us, Lord God, in the world that we're living in. To live differently. To see you at work through us. To not just be a meeting, Lord God, but to be your call out And Lord, we want to be everything that you call us out to be. Lord Jesus, we do need your presence. In our times of struggle. To give us comfort and the and to let us know, just as your word says, You will never leave us or forsake us. But you will walk through us with every trial, you will be there beside us, every trial, everything we do And Holy Spirit, we need you to fall upon us even more so. We want to continue. Please, Speak to us and show us how. Show us our will. Yes. Yeah. All the things you've done in your past, and you went away. All you have to do is come in the same time and ask for forgiveness. The scripture tells us, the Scripture tells us that it is painful to forgive us. Part of us As he has risen from the dead. You <coughs> and I can have Scripture teaches us that we're dead in our sin. Christ can bring new life back to us. If this morning, if you're ready to take that step button, ask you to pray with deeply and say it quietly like you are. Just simply say, Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus. I believe that when he died, he died for my sin. I believe that he rose through death. And in this moment, I place all of my faith in his beloved cross. As the king of my sin, come into my heart, today. Welcome in me to your faith. I want to spend the rest of my life as a follower. Online, you can put in the chat. That you gave your heart to Christ today. i the congregation to stand today. I'm going to read to you the promise and act of this This is Jesus speaking to his followers. And if you're a follower today, or if you just became a follower, this applies to you. If you said the prayer this morning, this applies to you. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Maryam and to the end of the earth. See, we are in Christ we do exist. We are just